0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. A momentous time it is, because. uh We've got a food show to do and yep. uh, and give to you. And uh, very, very excited because we've got a couple exceptional guests in the green room at the moment. Yes. Actually, they're not in the green room. No, they're in the kitchen. They're in the coffee. Yeah, yeah. The coffee. Uh, and uh, Danny Vallant is going to be uh, hitting off, first of all.
1: Food writer for Good food. <laughs>
0: Extraordinary uh, human. others,
1: yes. And yes. Legend of
0: the Melbourne food and yes. yes. Legendary person. And uh, we're going to be talking uh, amongst other things mm. uh, about something that's uh, just coming. Hashtag foodies for yes. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. You'll be hearing about that yes. very soon. We're going to kick off with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the uh, the restaurants out there. Yes. Uh, we're feeling for you. It's
2: probably
0: yes. One way to, to to put it, it's um, gosh, it's getting hard, and uh, with uh, costs and things like that.
1: See, when I pop out in the evening, I note a lot of the dining rooms are very full, but yes. that doesn't necessarily mean a successful business every time. Because yeah. as you say, costs are rising. It's it's harder than it ever was to turn a buck.
0: Oh, it is to, mm-hmm. you, to you know, and and you, you look at a, a an industry like like ours, mm-hmm. and there's always the the margins have been so low anyway historically. Then mm-hmm. if you imperil that, it makes it very, very, very hard. So anyway, we're going to have a chat with that uh, with Danny, but there's also lovely places she's been to as well as mourning um, a couple losses that we've mm-hmm. had, and then we can talk um, what's also been. Uh, What's Danny been cooking in her kitchen? As well as that, uh, Adrian Richardson, uh, someone we haven't spoken to for quite a while. Yes. The great patrol, owner of uh, La Luna Bistro, 320 Raffdown Street, North Carlton. A very leafy part of town. A lovely part of town. Yeah. Nice part of town, if you can get to it. Yes. Or live in it. Ooh. Good God. That'd be... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it'd be a a nice thing to be doing, but... uh, uh, Adrian has uh, endured and, uh, and 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 also done very, very well indeed in mm. the La Luna Bistro as well as having a uh, TV career and stuff like that. Yes. We haven't spoken to him for a while. He's waiting. We're going to have a chat to him and celebrate the times that he spent in the kitchens and um, how he plans the, well, the next years mm. of working along in those kitchens. Mm. You've been out and about.
1: I have. So I've, I've had a bit of a, a life change this year with a new job, and that finds yes. me in the city more often than I used to be because um, that's where the office is. So mm. I've been having a fun... a fun. It all checks out yeah. so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been Tick. having a fun little time exploring. You know, um, there's sort of a level of, or a, a tier of hospitality establishment that's sort of, it's not quite... Lunch Out With Friends level of restaurant mm. But it's it's a step above Grab a sandwich from a cafe For lunch kind of restaurant
0: You mean that uh, the middle market
1: Yeah Is that what we're speaking of? Yeah. yes. So I've been enjoying just sort of wandering The streets of the Hoddle grid Trying a few oh, different things grid. out yes. um, The great and, grid of Hoddle Yes Yes um, and this week, um, my discovery, which I'm sure many of you have already discovered, so I'm certainly—oh, not... I haven't, because uh, I was
0: always a little bit reticent and frightened to do it. Yes, so I I'll... had I had bowl fear.
1: <laughs> so I, I was a bit intimidated too. But I was in the Tell mood. Tell us, you know how sometimes you're just in the mood for something. There's a halcyon flavour that you just want to devour.
0: What halcyon flavour were you wanting to devour? I was,
1: I was after Chili. a nondescript spicy soup. Because yeah. it was a cold okay. day during the week, I just wanted something to warm up my belly. Yeah, sort of um, like in the dainty h one sort of area. Yeah, but dialled down by about oh, three notches okay, because right. last time I had dainty zet I was sort of ended up like a, a beetroot faced, sweating idiot, <laughs> sort of trying to, <laughs> trying to. You know how when you have something that's too hot, you try to eat it quicker to try and make. It? Yeah. Anyway,
0: I end up. Um, I love it, mm. just until I'm. Um, I'm dying to hear where you mm. did go, but dainty h one is. Um, I end up sneezing a lot. <laughs>
1: And, <laughs> and I love it You've got a B- yeah, nah. BYO box of tissues Oh god Just to Dorb uh, your uh, okay, brow Okay so uh, So dialed down Where did you go? So um, I went along On Russell Street There's a few of these different places I tried um, a place called Dragon Hot Pot Yes and this is the sort of place where... Russell Street's great. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes. So it's a couple of doors down from there's, there's, I think there's a few of them dotted around the city. I think yep. there might even be a few in the Burbs. So um, Cause There's three ramen joints just on that, that little street. There are. And there's, yes. a, there's a new one now with lots of very, very long queues uh, up near the McDonald's on Burke. Oh, This would be a better story if I could remember the name of it. Okay, 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 it up. Don't worry, get back to where you Drag were going. Dragon Hot Pot. So you walk yes. in and you grab a big... Gold bowl Gold bowl And then you walk over to Like a little fridge That looks kind of like A supermarket You know Refrigerated section mm. Where you get your fruit And, and veggies Yes and um, there they've, they've got about a hundred different ingredients you can whack in the bowl, so everything from um, frozen sliced meats to bean shoots, to bean shoots, noodles, tofu skin, veggie, to, yeah. tofu, the whole, all everything you would expect, and a few things you probably wouldn't. Yes. And then their little party trick is you wander over and you've got your bowl full of stuff that you want to put in your soup, and then they you pay by weight, mm. so uh, per one hundred grams, yes, uh, they'll I think it's about four dollars per hundred grams, and then you pick your soup. And then they pour in this big, hot, delicious, and in my case, quite spicy. Um, but not too spicy. Not too spicy. I went mm. I, I went medium. I don't know what that means. Did you get sort of yin and yang? Because I thought there was part of it that looked red and part of it looked white. Yeah, so I think they add more and more chili on top depending on how okay. how much you, you like it. Because that's
0: a big thing with hot pots that you mm. can have one side is really, really super hot and then the other side is the white
1: side, which is is cooling. So uh, you can have have the, play them off against the yin and yang, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very clever. Yeah, yeah, very clever. Um but it just had the, and it was it, it was one of those moments where I just it was an absolute slam dunk exactly what my taste buds felt like and I was I was feeling very, very smug with myself. And um, how much? I could say so I went a little bit nuts. So my big bowl and it is a big bowl. I think it was about twenty two dollars. Um twenty two. Yeah, which is you know Oh, that's good because I was—I've been always terrified of those places. Going,
0: oh, I'm not sure yeah, about that because I'll of, go there and they'll go. That'll be sixty dollars, <laughs> you know. I, I want to get back my bowl.
1: Yeah, I need—I um, need, I need so to put some of this beef back. But, so um, about twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, it comes with uh, Matt's uh, high recommendation, Dragon Hot Pot. There are other hot pot um, uh, uh, outlets out there. too. I'm sure it's very, very similar and all equally good. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. That sounds good. What have you been eating, Cameron?
0: Oh uh, gosh. Uh, well, uh, last night it was definitely something I pulled out something from the freezer because I'd blown a lot of money the, <laughs> the night before.
1: Yes. I uh, had a great night meeting friends. Um, and what is the going rate for a martini in Melbourne town nowadays? Oh, about 20 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. A few of
0: those. <laughs> few. You know, a few of those and a bit of Dutch courage, I suppose, you know.
1: There was one night many years ago I had three martinis and I regretted it. I still remember it. Really? Yeah. Three is no. too many. Two is perfect. Two is perfect. And then a, then a glass of, um, or two of wine.
0: And then a uh, very, very dear friend of mine ended up at uh, Izakaya
1: Den. Oh, I've been to Izakaya Den. So this is... Uh, downstairs. Downstairs. Hero building. Yes. Russell um, Street, I think. Yeah, Russell
0: Street. Yes. Clever
1: food. As you could probably tell from the name, it's a Japanese place.
0: Mm. Great fit out. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, it's a cut above. It just That's probably the, the the best way to say it. It had a g- gorgeous eggplant dish that um, was sort of soury and smoky at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, really good. And some, uh, uh, some wonderful Murray cod with a beautiful glaze, mm-hmm. portobello mushroom with this unbelievably dry uh, deep-fried crumb on it. So mm-hmm. it was just mega crunchy and then just this... Beautiful sort of mushroom texture and really, really clever food, really well thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, eating out don't come cheap. So it uh, really is yeah, not it anymore. was uh, it was chicken thighs, <laughs> yes, and basmati rice. The uh, <laughs> the following day, <yesterday>. <laughs> yeah, that's the yin to the yang of uh, of that sort of stuff. Um, but also, I've been as well as uh, I'm doing some. Cooking at home and things like that. I've been binging out, mm-hmm. and I've actually had cause to uh, to get Disney on my devices. Oh,
1: you were saying yes? You you you've um, enamoured by a new TV show? Yeah, and I want to ask. Um, I want
0: to quickly ask Danny about this at some stage when we have a chat with her mm-hmm. uh, about a series called The Bear, mm. and uh, I've got to say I just devoured it, <laughs> <laughs> devoured because I've I don't watch a lot of. Um, all those sort of shows and stuff mm. like that. Um, I'm a little bit iconoclastic when mm. it comes to that, but I have never seen a better portrayal of what it really happens in a kitchen when everything goes to meld. Yes, correct. <laughs> meld. Dr. Shane's still in the house. Yes. That doesn't happen often, but uh, recommend that. We're going to have a chat with uh, maybe. Any i might, uh Uh, might have a chat.
1: And the the budget-conscious streamer can apparently uh, take up a 14-day free trial on a lot of these services. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Binge, binge. Binge, binge, binge. And then maybe just sign up for another email address somewhere and use that instead. Stop.
0: Yes, well, (laughs) I need to get your thing and um, I couldn't get over it, folks. Matt Stedman is a very, very organised person and he showed me
1: his his spreadsheet. I got a spreadsheet for (laughs) my streaming subscriptions. SubscriptionTV.xlsx I love it.
3: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up the Triple R website to find out how. Danny Villand. Cameron Smith. <laughs> so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. It
0: On is, this it's glorious, flight. what a beautiful day.
3: It is an amazing day out there in Melbourne town.
0: So um, make hay, folks, because um, apparently the, uh, the weather gods are going to come in and it's going to get all a uh, little bit inclement.
3: Oh, I did not know that. There's rain
0: coming, but not until later on. So
3: okay, get the washing out, get it back in
0: again. Uh huh, and still time to get that vitamin D into your system.
3: Yep, make
0: Mm. the most of it. Mm mm -mm. Uh, Now, do we wanted to speak? uh, What did we wanted to speak a little bit first of all about something that you wanted to do with the campaign? started foodies
3: for yes. Yeah, let's talk you about wanted that. you want to kick off
0: with that?
3: So people may be aware that we're having a referendum later on this year. About When's it.
0: that due? Uh,
3: well, it's going to be sometime in the last quarter of the year. I think hasn't, mid, been announced hasn't been announced. I think mid-October is what the pundits pundits are predicting. So I think October 14 might be the Saturday. Pundits So it's predict. a referendum for an Indigenous voice to parliament. You might think, why do we talk about that in a food show? But I think anybody that is in Australia is like, on aboriginal land including mm-hmm. people that live for food like us um and yep. a- so, and I just think, um, yeah, First Nations people shouldn't be carrying the burden of this conversation. So, I started a little campaign called Foodies for Yes. Yes. Uh, because I think a lot of people, you know, we're so busy, there are so many things to think about that sometimes uh, this things is... Things
0: get lost.
3: Things get lost. Mm. Um, but I just, uh, I suppose I want to bring to the fore the idea that this is just simple, positive, practical and really positive step forward that we can all take together. And I think,
0: maybe it should unite us rather than divide us.
3: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of negative talk, there's a lot of misinformation, but it's um there's nothing to be afraid of, there is a lot to be hopeful about. So-
0: uh, there's a great p- president who said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, and that's a big part of where we are in the zeitgeist of today, and especially this, just don't listen to the, the fear mongers
3: I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's really well said, Cam. And I think especially in the last few years, we've seen a lot of, um, you know, a, a swirl of misinformation mm-hmm. and, and definitely fear and people misinformation tapping Misinformation has become into a business. Fear.
0: Sorry to cut across you.
3: No, that's okay. Mm. Um, so anyway, we. Um, I suppose if anyone wants to um, jump on board with me and Foodies for Yes, it's just a hashtag. I've got a little bit of info on my Instagram highlights and I'll be just um, sharing more information as it comes. Anyone who's really you know, hasn't thought about this at all, I'd say a really nice place to start is to listen to or read the Uluru Statement from the Heart, yes. which is a really beautiful, generous invitation for us all to walk together towards, um, you know, a better future. And, uh, yeah, I, I think out of that, that's the, that's the springboard for the Voice to Parliament, um, yeah, referendum suggestion. So I reckon it's a great thing for us all to do. It's gonna, It would be um, just a really lovely first step to take together.
0: Let's take this step together.
3: Foodies for yes.
0: Okay. Sounds good to me.
3: Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. There we go. So uh, now, where do we go from here?
3: Shall we talk about great places that I've been eating? Let's,
0: yes, let's do that because there's, yes, where, where have you been eating that's awesome?
3: Okay. So many places.
0: The lucky thing, you.
3: I know. I am, <laughs> yeah. very, I am very lucky. And Everybody
0: says Danny Villanueva got the luckiest person in the world.
3: Uh, no, I feel extremely fortunate to have a job to eat my way around Melbourne and Victoria is really very, tell, very lucky.
0: Tell me some of these notable places.
3: Okay, so somewhere I went recently um, was Greasy Zoe's, which is a two-hat <laughs> restaurant Zoe's. in Hurstbridge, and the name yeah. really doesn't tell you what the restaurant is all about. So mm. this is an no, eight...
0: No police dancing on tables there?
3: Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. Going, yeah, Back in the old, Saint like, days. Long time. It's a very
0: bleak joke. Carry um, on.
3: So Greasy Zoe's is um, a restaurant that's run by two people, yes. uh, Lachlan and Zoe. Yes. Uh, it, there are only eight seats in the whole restaurant, uh, so eight diners a night. And I saw some
0: of these photos. They look very good.
3: Yeah, it's really beautiful, very um, produce-focused food that's um, cooked, you know, right there and, um, yeah, delivered as part of a set menu experience. And I did feel extremely lucky to be there because it's very thoughtful food, like really responsive to the seasons. There's a lot of, you know, stuff that's been, Preserved from you know when it was bountiful, yes. and put into really creative dishes. A, a real focus on great vegetables uh, and small producers that are doing you know really. Um,
0: how many people did you say? Eight. Yeah, eight.
3: How, how,
0: okay, how do you make money from that?
3: Well, that's really interesting, I don't and perhaps feeds into you know another With topic we're going to touch costs on. Costs
0: as they are.
3: Well, so I think there are so many different ways of. Hang on,
0: let let's go back. Before we go into that negative thing, what was the highlight of what you ate? So, uh,
3: yeah, it was really hard to choose the a highlight. Because the place
0: looked great. There was some lovely looking there things. There were some beautiful
3: dishes. I think the one that keeps, I keep thinking about is the calamari that was in a really beautiful broth. Mm. The calamari was um, just beautiful uh, corner inlet um, calamari. It was so, so lucky lovely to have this and tender and yummy produce in Victoria, absolutely, it was cut really beautifully so it's a lot of bloomed like tiny little flowers but it was in this really incredible broth that you just think, I can only imagine it just took so much love and a lot of time to make because it was very rich, like almost viscous Mm -hmm. but it had this incredible brightness to it as well and it just sort of supported and snuggled with the calamari in this little bowl, it was beautiful.
0: Can I take that a little bit longer because... Just for – maybe uh, uh, Danny just sort of glances over that. It, it had great intensity but it was also bright and that's the thing because if you're going to cook down something like that, it can be quite dull and how do you get that brightness flavour? Yeah, I flavor? guess, that's, you know, a, that's little,
3: a little bit of acid but I think like not cooking it too hard as well. So mm. that's when you just think there's just a lot of
0: um, – Love, that's yeah, when you mean. Yeah, just like uh, – Consideration,
3: keeping an eye on it, you know, just like that, you're involved with it through yeah. its through its journey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm nowhere. In, I mean, I can whack a meal together, but I mean, Zoe Birch is an incredible chef. So just yes. what she puts into just you know something that's I suppose even you could think of it as a supporting player to the hero, which is the calamari. But boy, oh, boy, it um yeah really held its own.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so well. Uh, is it possible? Can mere mortals get into this place? Is there a waiting list of three years? Or It's
3: one of those restaurants where bookings are released at a certain point and you just... You um, can't rock up. Oh, don't rock up. No. Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's really tucked away. Like Hurstbridge, you got to go through down a few windy roads. You can yes. get the train as well. Um uh, the train goes right there, so that's a great option. Um, no, you've just got to, um, yeah, get on the. Just try to try to get in. Try to get a booking when you can. But there are, as with all of these restaurants, there are always cancellations. So also keep an eye on the yes. um, on the old socials for cancellations where you might be able to um, get in with uh, at short notice mm. and enjoy this incredible experience. Sounds good. Yeah, really Any other good. places? Well, yes. That's um, a
0: that's a little place in Hurstbridge.
3: Little place in Hurstbridge. What about a massive place in yeah. High Point? Contrast. So,
0: um, <laughs> High Point. What uh, like, you mean, Knife Point?
3: Yeah, that's yeah. what they that's what they used to call it. But you don't Not anymore. Yeah, it's, it's all nice. It's pretty sparkly, and we um, got rid of the blades. The uh, yeah, the knives are all put to. Good Good use. Positive use (laughs) at Foodle, which is, I reckon you could think of it as the Asian answer to Italy. So it's a grocery, it's a food store, it's an emporium. You can choose a crab or a cod and have it cooked for you on site. There's a, um, they're doing, you know, Chinese roast meats. Um, There's a dumpling factory. There's an Asian bakery. There's fresh produce. There are, yeah, 13,000 grocery lines, including a dedicated durian zone, <coughs> um,
0: <Durian> zone.
3: <laughs> it's bloody amazing you
0: are entering the
3: durian zone you could spend hours there you could do your yeah. weekly shop um you could sit down and you know have a few oysters uh you can you know tire yourself out um, yeah. looking at the crabs and then sit down and have some fried rice with dumplings like it's or you might <laughs> spare one <laughs> yeah live
0: on i will have dumplings
3: true. Yes. It's really, really great. I highly recommend it. It's called Foodle and it's at High Point and I just think it's and a really there's... exciting addition for Melbourne. Okay. Very, very good.
0: That sounds good.
3: Um, I can tell you about another place which is, I guess, at the other end of the scale. Um, Again? A new... We're going
0: back to a really, really small?
3: Well, it's not that small but it's uh, a new bar in Collingwood called Commie. Yes. And it's a couple of people that were at Gerald's Bar in Carlton North and they've gone they've and They've broken a... away from Gerald. Do a th- yeah, a trio are doing their own thing. It's just really, really delightful. The food is great. The drinks are great. And something that I love is um, they've got their wine list online, but if you go into the place, there's no bookings, so, yeah, you don't need to do any internet fighting to, okay. to get in. Good. Uh, just turn up. Um, there's an expressionist version of the wine list as well, which sorts the drinks by <laughs> mood. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It, what? So I can't remember the headings exactly, but imagine if it's just sort cool. of like, you know. Um, I'm feeling
0: blue. I'm
3: feeling blue or, you know, um I don't know Wednesday night wines or yeah. uh, drinks to make you fall in love or Cheery um,
0: Tuesday.
3: Yeah, so it's a thematic, it's not quite it's the a thing thematic drinks list. Yes, um, and yeah, it's just it's really fun. It, I guess you know wine can get a little bit wanky, and this really strips that all back. And um, just oh, okay. yeah, it's just like it's fun. It's about how you feel. Um, yeah, just let's enjoy. And the so food, the food is really great, really simple, um, really nice. There's great art on the walls, including by Philippa Sibley. Um, Oh, no, she
0: got a couple of her prints up there. She yeah, or the originals. Her, her
3: beautiful um, drawings of ingredients.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, yeah, it's a really really nice place. Feels good in there. Feels like it's been. You know, you you walk into a place, you know, like they know what they're doing. This this place feels like it's been here for a while. It feels People okay. People are sitting at the ta- at tables having important looking conversations about intense things, <laughs> uh, drinking the thematic wine to suit. And yeah, it's Their all mood. it's all good.
0: Maybe that was uh, intense. Maybe everyone just came in and said, I'm feeling intense. Maybe. What wine do I have for yeah, intensity? Yeah,
3: that's it. Could yeah. be good. A wine for making a sharp point in the conversation.
0: So these that's a new place that's opened up and it joins a, a great panoply of um, fabulous places uh, amongst Smith Street because Smith Street has always fascinated me in the fact that for a long time it was probably one of the the cheapest inner city streets that you could get in. so you had – it it was the street of innovation because it was the street that allowed people to have a foothold in this industry. Yeah. And so have thrived and done really, really well. And um, I was thinking when you're talking about great wine and not pretentious, I had to think of Glu, G-L-U, which is a beautiful place that just is a wine dispensary and it dispenses great wines – uh, with no wankery at all.
3: Yeah, for sure. And they've got the returnable um, bottles where yes. you can get them refilled. Uh, so, yeah, that is really in a, great. In a
0: minimalist space. But as well as that, we need to also uh, acknowledge and mourn uh, the passing of a place that I never got Steadman to go to. Which really annoys me. It's hard to get them across the Yarra, anyway. True, true. <laughs> um, but um, I really thought um, a Mono XO would have been so up your alley. You would have, you would have loved it. And it's sad that uh, this this little jewel of a place in Charles Street had to close down. Danny, your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah. Um, well. I think when Mono XO, I guess it was a sort of Japanese-inspired charcoal grill bar, opened in...
0: Sticks, wasn't it? Yeah, opened in
3: 2019.
0: Andy Um, and Sam. Andy Butchen and uh, Sam Stafford?
3: Yeah, so... I mean, the landscape was pretty different four years ago. We all know what's happened in between. And when I chatted to Sam about him closing Mono XO um, last week, Mm. uh, he wasn't feeling that sad about it. I think it was just an acknowledgement that um, times had changed. He
0: said he's going off to play golf or something, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: you Why said, shouldn't he? Um, but uh, you know what's good, Cam? He's what? Tell clo- me. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things he said to me was that when they opened, they were the, the, their pork jowl skewer was one of the things that people went there for. Mm. When he opened, um, it, pork jowl was $6 a kilo. Now he was paying $21 a kilo. So mm. there are realities in, you know, those cost increases. Yeah. And in a very small place, like 20 or so seats, it, there's a bit of a limit as to what you how much you can hike the prices because it just, you know, it doesn't feel like a place where you should be paying, you know, whatever, $40 for a plate of food.
0: Or how much. She dumbed down the ingredients you had because I remember having uh, what was it like a schnitzel made from a pig's ear, right? Uh, you which
3: know, is um, clever,
0: which is 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 clever,
3: yeah,
0: um, and um, you know, interesting texture and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, in the end, I was sort of questioning it in, in a way.
3: Well, the, I suppose the good news is that he's keeping the space. Um, yes, because he's, he's still got an yeah, option he's on the got space. A, he's got a long lease. Um, and that space has been lots of things. Like it was Cafe Rosamond. It was where back in the day like Pierre Rouloffs did some of, did his dessert oh, yeah. nights for a while. Yes. And I feel like that little cute space just behind Smith Street is going to keep being interesting. Sam will do something. He's thinking more of a daytime offering
2: mm. because
3: lifestyle. And, um, you know, I think that if someone in hospitality can craft a business that suits the way they want to run their life, like all, or, or like fair play to them. I think that's fantastic. I was going to say
0: they're a genius.
3: Yeah, which I suppose takes <laughs> really? us back to the Greasy Zoe's question, and yeah. you're, you're asking like, can they make money? Yeah, they're I- running the business incredibly intentionally. It's literally just the two of them doing it. Yes, and um, you know, they've got a young family. Yes, uh, I mean, I'm sure. They're not, um, you know, driving Porsches or whatever. No. Hopefully they are making don't it work the because it's golf club. I feel like in HOSPO you can, at the moment, what I'm hearing from a lot of people is you can go really small, keep the costs super reined in and staff is such a big part of that. And also the set menu. So there's no wastage. You sort of, you've got the restaurants booked out. You know who's coming. You know what you're serving them. So you don't have to overdo it in terms of um, ingredients and just having stuff on hand. There's no mm. dead stock. Um, or you go really big and you go for volume. And I think that equation um, is really, yeah, it's, I mean, people are crunching the numbers like, you know, every 10 minutes to make I it work. I was going to say every but, second. Well, they yes. should be. They yeah. should be because things can get out of hand so quickly.
0: Yes, that's true. And maybe um, and that also um, brings to the point that maybe the, um, the restaurants that are more imperiled than any are the ones that are in that indefinable middle market zone. So we can have places that you allude to that are really, really special, that, Danny, it's your birthday, let's go out here um, because it's money, no object, and they can maybe still survive. And then the ones that are very, very cheap where you don't have to think, it's like, let's just go grab a bite to eat after this, and they'll... But it's that, yeah, that middle market that is kind of imperiled. Would you agree with that?
3: I think it's really, yeah, it's really hard to run an independent restaurant these days. Wow. And, um, yeah. People need to be so on top of the numbers. And, I mean, I think there are things that you can control and things that you can't. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know, one thing that people are speaking a lot to me about at the moment are work cover premiums. Like, yes. That it's... is not something that, you know, you'll be, anyone would be thinking about. Like, of course, no. you know, as a, as a punter you can understand, oh, yeah, my cheese is more expensive at the supermarket. I can understand that, you know, the cheese in the restaurant will be more expensive as well, but you're not really thinking about work cover. But those premiums have been increased, and they are relative to wages. Wages have also increased with um, you know uh, pay rises that have um, come through, and you know pay rise is great. Like we want people to be paid properly, but mm. the flow on costs are sometimes like a, a you know a, a real double whammy for businesses. Mm.
0: Last thing before we uh, get our next uh, guest, Adrian Richardson from La Luna Bistro, 320 Raffdown Street, North Carlton. Rolls off the tongue because I've been hearing it from him so many years. Um, The TV.
3: Oh, you want to chat about the bear?
0: I want to just acknowledge it because I've been, I just want to share my joy of great TV and the fact that I have just loved Watching this show because I've never seen that a more realistic portrayal of the psychodrama of when things go to shit in, when you're in a service, for one, um, and the character development and uh, the fact I just love it.
3: Yeah, it's really well written and well acted. Um and yeah, I'm loving season 2 especially with more of that character development. Yeah. I think season 1, uh, you know, heard from a lot of hospo people like how triggering some of those <laughs> yes, um, yeah, scenes yeah. have been.
0: Well, I um, was talking about it with you and Adrian and we were talking about services and I got goosebumps just thinking back. Yeah. Mm. So I have visceral memories of that.
3: Yeah, I think um, season two I've loved some of the food sequences. Uh, it's been a really beautiful, I guess, ode to the meaning of hospitality and how important it can be for the people that work in it as well as the magical experiences that you can create for guests. And I think that was really well told in the recipe uh, – re- recipe in the episode mm. where Richie um, did a stage at a restaurant that you – know, Forks,
0: my favourite episode. Yeah, where he was polishing forks.
3: But really yeah. it all clicked for him, like uh. w- how you could – um, find yourself in in a hospitality job, um, make it really mean something to you and to the people that you looked after. Really, he, really beautifully done.
0: When he comes back to Carmen and says, I get it.
3: And he's in a suit. I get it. Yeah. He goes,
0: yeah, I wear suits now. Yeah. yeah you have to watch it. And uh, also, uh, yeah, you, Matt, you've got to watch it just to see Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, God, what a role. What a What a portrayal and what... What courage to do what she did. It's just amazing.
3: Yeah, she's incredible. I didn't even realise it was her until the credits. No, yeah, no. no, really, really great acting.
0: Time's flying here on a sunny Sunday afternoon and, and Adrian's going, God, when is it my turn? Adrian's your turn now, buddy. We're going to play some music. We're going to get you in. Um, Danny, you want to hang around? or you got stuff to do?
3: Um... I've always got Phil. stuff to do. But yeah you, I'll leave you with Adrian, but it's, yeah. it's so what are you great. Up to? Um I've got a I've got a really nice new saucepan that I'm gonna go give to my mum, along with some sword. pea and ham soup. Um Australian made solid techniques. Um I, it's got a multi century guarantee because it there's no multi joints, century. no rivets. Yeah, it's really um I just and it's it such a pleasure to use. And it hasn't
0: got a non stick thing that'll wear off. It's in got no coach four years. Brilliant. Yeah. Carbonless stones.
3: It's iron. It's like, yeah, it's iron, I guess.
0: Show me a picture. It sounds great. We should maybe. They're really beautiful. They're
3: an investment, but they're such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. And you're not going to have to
0: throw it out in five years' time because that's the nasty little secret of all those non stick pans. You shouldn't be buying them because they don't last. They really don't. But you do, Danny. You endure, and you're <laughs> incredible. And I love you. And it's so lovely that you came in. Thank you, Danny.
3: No, thanks for having me. It's, I'm still enjoying the fact that you're back, Cam. So, yeah, 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 yeah mi- missed you heaps, and um, it, it's an honour to be here with you. Thank you. Oh gosh, stop it! You're going to make me blush. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, fabulous human beings that uh, uh, happen to be here, well, tuning in today, what a delight it is to have you on the radio with us. And across from me, it is a great joy to welcome back. Well, someone we haven't spoken to for a, a while, many, many years in the industry. Uh, he has his fingers in many, many pies, and uh, but he's sitting down and having a chat with us today
2: Adrian Richardson, hello. Good morning, and um, welcome back. I I, I don't feel like we haven't been talking. I feel like telepathically, we've been communicating with each other on this sort of level. So when I step back in here, it just feels like just connecting together. It's like normal, like we've never left each other.
0: You really, you mean that? I'm feeling that. I do. Actually, I do feel that too because we have not seen each other for ages. It's like, eh. two
2: salty old dogs that have been sailing the seven seas, pirating, pirating, and carrying on. Our ships pass, and let's let's have a party. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) Sherry Timbers. Um, uh,
0: Probably most people in Melbourne would know you from uh, your great work um, and also support for the station should be acknowledged. Uh, The fact that um, I think Radiothon Prizes was for many years, I don't know if you're still doing it, um,
2: a. A dinner or a meal at La Luna yeah we, we get together with the breakfasters that have yeah. a big, uh, big big dinner there but yes. I'm, I'm a big supporter of community radio so if you want to hit me up for a for something I'm quite happy to to, 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 yeah. to throw in a prize or anything you want to do with us so well
0: you have in the past and no doubt you will in the future but let's talk <laughs> about this place that we're here to uh, acknowledge 25 years. It's coming up. You're going to have a big party.
2: We are, apparently.
0: I'm, I'm you know, You've been told. You've I'm, been
2: told. I know, I'm terrible at organising my own parties. Yeah. I never have birthday parties, but um, I have to have this 25-year party, which uh, I think that – and actually you are on the guest list, I found out. Really? Uh, 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 okay. so, so we're going to have this big party. Matt, too? Matt's coming along as well. Anyone anyone who's listening can come along. Okay. I just don't know what date it is. <laughs> we're just going to send you a text message 10 minutes beforehand yeah. to tell you where it is. But It's obvious where it is. But 25 years, I say. Started that place off with myself, a part-time cook, uh, a couple of casual waiters, um, and 25 years later, it's um, it's a beast. It's been you know it's weathered this the, the many storms that have come along. Um, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's that, endured. And that two-week two two-year holiday that we had uh, yes. was fantastic as well. Um, yes, we got through that one. And I reckon for any restaurant or any business in Australia to have got through that and survived, good on you. You're going to do well. Uh-huh. Nothing can stop you.
0: Absolutely, but. Um, the thing is that um, the the cooking has been in the blood. And um, your dad was, I think he was in the Air Force, and you spent a lot of time up in Malaysia. Would that be, what was that, Tyndall Air Base or? Oh,
2: uh, Butterworth Air Base. Butterworth yeah. Air Base. I, I, I was, I'm referred to as an Air Force brat. Oh, are you? That's what they call us, yeah. Disgusting little children that, you know. That, some <laughs> some people even just drop the Air Force. <laughs>
0: No, no, I couldn't. (laughs) Sorry, you just gave that to me. I
2: can't. But let's talk about
0: I want to uh, acknowledge your granddad because I didn't realise your granddad... Was one of the first owners of Balzac.
2: Well, uh, he wasn't the owner, but he worked with um, uh, the Moras Maurer, the Morris that, that yes. owned the Balzac. Yes, uh, he came across in the fifties. Uh, I think they're fifty dollars poms or ten dollars, ten pound palms. Um, he was. He actually started off at um, at the, the, the Savoy Hotel. Yes, graduated from Westminster College, uh, worked through France and Europe, and then something called the Second World War came along and stopped everything. Heard but, about that? But, but f- no long after Hitch- that, he came Hitler's to Hitler's Great World Discovery Tour. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong, yeah, that went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, uh, and then came to Australia, and um, he had that classical French uh training behind him, and he brought that to Australia in a day where the only asparagus you could get came from a can, oh. and he was horrified. So yeah. he brought that, 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 Cal beautiful horror. F- I remember canned asparagus, it's, but you can if still gonna
0: stop you. You yeah. hey, take direction, <laughs> that's good, it worked. I don't believe it. You know I but get on the roll, don't I? Once I, know. I get on the
2: roll, I just keep on going. But I mean, yeah, head directions work for Balzac me. Balzac
0: was interesting in the fact that it had Melbourne restaurant number one. It was the very, very first licensed restaurant in this whole town. And that's why Balzac was a very, very amazing and interesting place. And if I can just relate it to myself, because, hey, <laughs> it's my hour. Why not? Might as well do this once in a while. <laughs> the fact is that when I was at William Angler's, we had a thing where we could have, we would go to a restaurant, and then we'd all have to review it. Right? Wow. So, this was, it was just a, a great thing that we would go out and pretty much just eat at a restaurant. And so, I went in there and went pretty hard, and I had a whiskey sour to start off with, and, <laughs> you know, went through the menu and had a few wines. And then we came back to the college because we had to set up to do the restaurant service in the college restaurant. And I was probably maybe a little bit. <clears throat> talking maybe a little bit left-handed and a little bit under the weather, but remember, you know, the glass racks that you could grab out that were under things? 450 wide,
2: yeah, Yeah, glass, we still got them. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I forgot to use the second hand, so I (laughs) I pulled out the glass rack and then I forgot to do the other, whole tray of Koenigs smashed on the floor, Yep. right? And I remember the lecturer looked at me and he just went, and he's so dry, it was so beautiful he went, two hands for beginners, Cam. (laughs) And I went, Oh, yeah, sorry about that. But anyway, Balzac, that's another story. La Luna, though, um, it's been an amazing thing. How did you survive those two years of the void?
2: Look, look, we just shut it down. We set up a little deli uh, for for certain times, um, but I just shut it all down. We did a little bit of renovation. Um, I had a lot of time off. I, I sort of felt that... You know, with the style of food that we did, it didn't really lend itself to um, to to takeaways. You yes. know, you can't you can't order a steak in a little plastic box and eat it half half an hour later. No. So so I just, no. I just sort of just shut it all down, and then when we reopen again, we'll just get going. We just reopened so many times; we got very good at that part oh, of it. Yeah, it was just the close down that I thought was the uh, the diabolical part. But it was Armageddon for the industry for so long. Mm. Um, when we all opened up again, staffing, all these issues came along. But you know what? Um, these right. things are sent to test us. Yeah, and if you can get through them, you can survive anything.
0: Well, uh, yeah.
2: Case case in point. Why
0: did you call yourself a bistro in the beginning? <laughs>
2: Look, um, I mean, for me, Bistro is an eating house um, yeah. and it is about um, some a place you can come and have, you know, a glass of wine and a, a little bowl of pasta. You Casual can have, and flexible. Exactly. Yeah. You know, not not that family side, but more, more a, a, an easy place to eat. The sort of place you can dine at mm. often rather than being a restaurant where you go, you know, only for special occasions. I want it to, to be that place where you, you can come back, you know, constantly and that's what it's, what it's grown up to be. We get customers that come in three, four times a week. Um, um, twice a week, once, you know, once a month. It's a very very big business with our regulars and that that's what I like about it.
0: You have a lot of people that uh, are, are rusted on with this uh, with this place. They have their own keys. <laughs> they,
2: really? they, they 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 put the money in the till themselves and swap their credit cards. So we don't even, you know, don't even bother. <laughs>
0: or a, a, an honor box for barolos at the end <laughs> yes, or something yes. is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Um I'm doing. and I'm just want It has been a few footy seasons now and how has the industry, how has your place changed, evolved and how do you see reflections of the, the restaurant industry itself? How has that changed in all that time?
2: Well, well I've I've what I think has changed has been uh, a recognition of the skills that are in the industry yeah um, you know 20 years ago uh, a qualified chef would be be making forty forty thousand dollars a year if he was lucky and mm. working 60 hours Yes. now now they're getting you know 60 70000 dollars a year yes. and working you know 40 45 hours at the most no way. A- anything more than that and they'll start to get overtime and, mm. and all of the things that that they, that they deserve so I uh, I mean, for me, my trade is finally being recognised. It's no longer being abused, it's being recognised. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. Yep. Now at this stage, I am where I own restaurants. I'm paying for it, but it is, it's it's I'm quite chuffed about it. Um, those days of being flogged for hours and hours in kitchens and mm. being underpaid, they're gone. So it's mm. been fantastic. Um, I think the hours we're working are a little bit more civilised. Yes. Um, even I've changed business hours to suit my lifestyle and the lifestyle of my employees. In what way? Oh well, I now mean, close for a month over Christmas, shut it all down, and everyone goes away. I will close for a week over wow, Easter. That coffee
0: machine gets good a good, <laughs> a good breather then. Because <laughs> we sort of joke about that. That's sort of you know the one the one day or part of the year where the coffee machine gets
2: shut down and everything goes quiet. So one month. I actually keep it on because I come in and out sometimes and I need a coffee and it, it stays on. It, it goes uh, in the no, lowest setting. So no rest f- for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yes. But but um, and we close for Easter um, and we only open five nights a week and two lunches now. Yeah, I love that. You know, what we've done is we're no longer – the customers don't dictate to us when they want to come to the restaurant. Mm. We tell them when we're open and it works beautifully. Um, mm. And I think that the staff are happy. Happier, I'm happier, um, and it's a blissful place to work. Okay,
0: so we've got that, we've got the, yeah, the weather staffer. What about food? How's food sort of evolved in the way that we we look at food? How's that changed in the time that you've started La Luna?
2: I, I think at the beginning there was the Brit Pack and there was that fancy, fluffy... Um, foamy. Foamy. There was a lot of that stuff <laughs> going on. Fluffy, fomenting. Uh, yeah. I, yes. I mean, I, and there's some of that around still in this. You know, some of it's really good. For me, it was just, I, I'd scratch my head. Why? How? Um, no, the, you're,
0: you're more elemental. You always were, weren't you? It's exactly. like fire and meat.
2: And what we say is the older you <laughs> and get, and
0: fermentation. As, uh,
2: some of that. The yeah. older you get as a chef, the less you have to add all the smoke and mirror. It's more about the simple ingredient on the, on the plate, professionally put together, yeah. um, expertly cooked, um, and that's all you really need. To me, all of that extra stuff is just trying to hide the lack of uh, ability to source good fish, the lack of ability to find really good meat and to dry age it, those sorts of things, to be able to make your own small goods. You know, mm. you're buying in stuff from mass producers and, you know, when we make our own small goods, Angelo Marchetti, who's our resident butcher and has been for, for 18 years now. Go, makes, Angelo. Makes some of the best artisan uh, uh, small goods I've ever tasted. They're in- exceptional. Mm. And to me, that's what it's about, a little slice of salami on the plate, a little handmade pickle or something on there that's all you need bread that you make yourself
0: mm. yeah well that's the, the incredible thing is that uh, e- for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction and you know we can sort of liken it to a pendulum type thing and we reached Peak foam and yeah. and sous vide. Uh, I don't know, it's probably six years ago now, we, I'd we, say. We, and then we, that moved to hang on, let me finish the idea. We moved from <laughs> peak foam to the fire pit. Yes. You know, and that's, yeah. It's just, I hey, will man. open a restaurant and it will just be. Fire!
2: Oh, can you imagine? Well, that's what—that's the next thing. You and I will yeah. just take off all our clothes, nah. put on some fur skin rugs, right. you know, and, and kill something, chop it up, and, and throw it on the fire. Nah. And we'll just be, be— we won't even speak words. We'll just be grunting and wow. you know. As long as we are not scare gear the
0: natives, I don't know if we won't scare the customers away though. <laughs> But, I don't but, know how I'm gonna look but, but oh, you look fabulous, Doug. I don't know about that. We'll do it at night time, under the <laughs> okay. starlight and
2: the moon. Yeah, okay. um, but going back to the foamy stuff, when you start to get the foam and, and the soils on yeah. the uh, on the menu at the Epping uh, pub, that's when you know you've gone too far.
0: <laughs> is, is that like that thing of when when a when a Taxi drivers giving you financial advice. You know <laughs> yes. that's that's the time to pull out everything. Yes. <laughs> Same thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Um, it's uh, it's it's late at night. Um, you've got home. Tell me, what are your um, little Scooby snacks you do at home these days? What, what do, what's on the plate at home these days when you have time to? put something together other than get one of your great small goods and just cut a piece
2: of it off. Yeah, that'd be too easy. Yeah, I know. It's too <laughs> I easy. Know. See what I'm doing there? I'm not uh, uh, letting you do I'd, that uh, one. Uh, um, well, I've been making a, a dish called Assassin's Pasta, which is um, – Oh, we. Uh, we uh, Crushed garlic, some yes. capers, some yes. anchovy. Uh, uh, cook it in a, in, a, in, a, in a fry pan, a non-stick fry pan or a cast iron fry pan if you yeah, want. thank you very um, much. Uh, start it off in there until it starts to go golden and then put in uh, a couple of handfuls of spaghetti, you know, the, uh, the straight from the packet, throw yes. that in there, yes. pour some uh, water that's been mixed with some tomato paste or passata, oh, about way. 10%. So it's very watery, yeah, but it has the, uh, Rosa, the- a little bit of rose to it, yeah. Exactly, and that's where it gets its name for assassin's pasta. That's oh, the blood. Oh, the blood. You've killed someone, blood every and you yeah, pour, got pour that in yeah. and what you do is you let the uh, the, the, the spaghetti absorb the pasta yeah. fr- it, it evaporates and absorbs and it starts to fry and get crisp on the bottom you sort- turn it around a little bit with tongs to stop it from sticking mm. but you get this crusty nutty um, oh. beautifully cooked um, pasta it takes about 35 minutes depends on your, your temperature yes. um, and it's a great way of. it's sort of entertaining as well you know we have the fire <laughs> or the TV you sort of you
0: know, for foodies are you muttering to yourself <laughs> yes. are you are doing that? well
2: <laughs> I'm good. You get through about three glasses of Pinot on the way. So, yes. Um, <laughs> nice. But that's my favourite thing. Also, a little piece of crusty bread with some cheese on it. Mm. You know, maybe that some of that um uh, f- uh, that the Milua goat's cheese. Spread that on there with the oil and the peppercorns in it. Oh, it's good. And the bits of thyme in there as well. Yeah, that's a little snack. So you're still cooking at home though. I love cooking at home. What do I do in mm. day's off? It's my hobby. And the I, boys love it too? Well, they yes. love eating it. I've got three sons. Three I mean, have a look at me. I can produce nothing but boys, guaranteed. <laughs> yes. We could hop in the bath for, for months and the boys coming
0: out. And we thought you'd mellowed, Adrian. Who was saying. I was no. just warming up.
2: I know. He's still incorrigible. See, this is how much I miss coming and seeing you guys. Huh? So you're getting it all at once. You're getting three years all at once. Wah! Just bang. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to come and see you down
0: at uh, La Luna 320, right down the street North Carlton. See, I still remember that. It just yes. just comes <laughs> off, and the and the thing, the great words with the uh, salami that we always said, and Adrian always said, to make money, slice it thin, Jim. <laughs> I remember that well.
2: It's, it's the way it works.
0: You know, you works. know what,
2: we're here to feed them, not fatten them up.
0: That's right. <laughs> yes, um, a great. Um, purveyor of um, hospitality for, uh, well, this town, and also, uh, well, not just that, but also in Brisbane too. So, Adrian, congratulations on 25 years at uh, La Luna. It's lovely to see you, buddy.
2: Thank you very much. Hi,
0: this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink. Broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.